Welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, a bi-weekly look at all things related to the growing elite clubs nationally, the ECNL. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. Now, here's your host for Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, former U.S. soccer press officer and longtime soccer broadcaster, Dean Linky. I am Dean Linky, and today we have two of the leaders for ECNL with the State of the Union. This is Christian Lavers, the president and CEO of the Elite Clubs National League. This is Doug Bracken, the vice president of the Elite Clubs National League. Join Dean the Voice Linky and Doug and I as we talk about the state of the union of the ECNL and all the things we're looking forward to in the future of the league and of the sport on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. And it all starts after this message from the ECNL. As the game continues to evolve in the United States, the ECNL remains the standard of excellence in youth soccer. The Elite Clubs National League has grown to include over 200 clubs and nearly 50,000 players across the country. With a robust competition platform for teams, educational resources for coaches and clubs, and unparalleled identification and development opportunities for players. Alongside its member clubs, collaborating to create a better future, the ECNL continues to raise the game every day. The ECNL is more than a league. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Once again, here's Dean. This is Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. I am Dean Linky, and what a great time of the year as we're starting to crank up again. A perfect time for the State of the Union and a perfect time to visit with two of the great leaders of the ECNL, their president and CEO, Christian Lavers, and their vice president, Doug Bracken. Welcome, Christian. Welcome, Doug. Thanks, Dean. Always a pleasure to be here, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I know that the ECNL community appreciates it as well because this is a great way to get caught up with everything. And to me, for State of the Union, I think it's a time to reflect and then it's a time to move forward. Let's start with reflect as you evaluate what transpired in the last year. Can you both reflect on uh, the highlights of a whole year? Well, it's been an amazing year. The word that I would use to explain this year is growth. In a lot of ways, we've expanded our events. We've expanded adding new clubs and leagues to our league. We've expanded our programming. We've expanded our staff. So there's been tremendous growth over the last year. I feel like we're really moving into a new phase as an organization and as a league where we can have a great impact on youth soccer in this country and where We have more reach than we've ever had. But along with that comes us being required to just up our game in a lot of different ways. That would be the thing that I think about as I think about the last year is is growth. We had some amazing events. And what we always have to do is just kind of put ourselves in the mind of the player and their experience. And if I look at it from that perspective, I think the players in our league have had an unbelievable experience this year as they went through the season. It was nice to be kind of out of COVID time a little a little bit more so that they could experience that in a more normal way. And then just seeing it all culminate in the postseason was uh, really fun. So I think it's been an amazing year. The culmination of the year says it to me. We had the two biggest events that we've ever held 
with nearly 400 teams each in San Diego and Seattle. Incredible atmosphere, incredible level of play. I think the level of the play in the league was higher than it's ever been this past year. And really, as Doug just hinted at, it was the first normal year to a large degree and a long time. So we look back at all the growth, all the opportunity, and it finishes with some unbelievable events and experiences in San Diego and Seattle. And now we look forward. We look forward. And so as it always is with an ECNL State of the Union, it's 5% reflection, 95% moving forward. That's what we're going to do starting right now. So what is happening in the league today? There's three topics that I want to talk about, new programs, new events, and a focus on service. We'll start with new programs. Yeah, one of the things that we had huge success with in the last couple of years is the National Selection Game, which was held at all of our older events, where some of the top 36 or so players attending the event played under the lights in an incredible environment of best versus best, thousands of people watching. I mean, a typical selection game would have three plus thousand people on the sidelines cheering with signs and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a great experience for players at that level. This year, we're really excited. We're going to be bringing the regional league selection games to life. So every regional league event that we will have for the first time, we'll have a regional league selection game in the same format as we've had in the past with the club level competition under the lights, first night of the event, top players at the event playing in front of their peers. So we're really excited about that program. We're also adding a ton of new events. I mean, I think overall this year, I believe the number, and Doug can correct me, is 38 events we will be running across the calendar. That includes boys, girls, regional league, club competition, younger age groups down to U12. We'll have some U12 teams playing in in league events to get a taste of the league. We've added events to further improve the exposure and recruiting for the players at, at all levels. And then also just to get teams more really good games, because that's what the clubs in our league are here for, is to get the best possible games they can. The other big thing that we'll continue to build out is the regional league. And one of the most important things for us in the regional league is that they have a pathway to a championship. And so we've added more to our regional league championship events, both in numbers and in number of events that we'll have. So Every league around the country in the regional league has a pathway to a championship, and the majority of them are going through those regional league championship events, which I think gives more teams, more players the experience of that championship event before they move on to the finals, which I think is a huge value add for those, uh, those teams and players. If you look at the regional league, we've always said the regional league needs to have, or every league really to be valuable, needs to have great local regional competition. They need a pathway to a championship and they need to provide exposure. And I think of where we look at the regional league now to compared to where it was when we started three or four years, it is a really robust platform. And these regional league championship events now provide a great step before the finals to give regionalized recruiting opportunities and then something for a lot of teams to shoot for because you're going to be late in the season and still the majority of, of your league is going to be in contention for a spot in a regional league championship. And we think that's really important, making the games meaningful. Before we move to expansion, some new leadership and education, I do want to spend at least 60 seconds on ECNL's continued focus on service because it's top class. If you go back, one of the primary reasons that the league was formed, and you could go even bigger in terms of U.S. club soccer, was just a feeling that technical people or coaches and directors in the landscape didn't have enough influence 
or their voices were not heard in terms of what the game needed or how to make the game better. In many ways, that propelled the start of the ECNL in putting directors in a position where they can make suggestions, they have the ability to implement new ideas. That's a challenge that we have, especially as we've gotten bigger, is to make sure that the service that we provide to our clubs now and coaches and admins and players is better than it was when we started. And that's everything from being able to answer questions on a timely basis, to be proactive in communication going out to our membership about what's new in the league or things that they need to be prepared or ready to do. And it's also just in providing an, an excellent experience on site. So Doug and I have worked a lot internally as our staff has grown. I think we're almost to 30 staff now full-time in the league and making sure everybody understands the service requirement so that the people in our league feel good about the league, they get the information they need about the league, and they feel like their voice is heard within the league. I think the addition of Ralph Richards as the girls commissioner is a massive step for us in that regard as far as member services goes. Ralph has coached in the league and been in the league for many, many years as a director, and he has a really intimate knowledge of the league and what the needs of the clubs are. And putting him in a leadership position as the girls commissioner alongside Jason Cutney, who's the boys commissioner, really gives us two guys who are well versed in how the league works, both from the perspective of a director who's running a club and now as leaders in the league. So having that bridge is a really important step for us. Having those two guys working in those positions for us is an absolute home run. The other thing I would add to that is I mentioned earlier, 36 competitive events throughout the year. And so the ability for Jen Winnegal now as our chief ops officer moving from the commissioner role, the ability for her to focus totally on event prep, planning, execution, and review will also improve the service that we provide at those events because we'll be able to iterate faster and make those events better now that we have a position that is solely focused on that and somebody else who's solely focused on the league services in Ralph. We are off and rolling with an ECNL State of the Union on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast with Christian Labors and Doug Bracken. When we come back, We'll talk about expansion and education. Stay with us. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Soccer.com is proud to partner with the ECNL to support the continued development of soccer in the U.S. at the highest levels. We've been delivering quality soccer equipment and apparel to players, fans, and coaches since 1984. Living and breathing the beautiful game ourselves, our goal at Soccer.com is to inspire you to play better, cheer louder, and have more fun. Visit Soccer.com today to check out our unmatched selection of gear, expert advice, and stories of greatness at every level of the game. The ECNL is pleased to announce Quick Goal as the official goal provider and partner for ECNL Girls and ECNL Boys, a new partnership created to support the growth and development of the country's top players, clubs, and coaches. At all national events, including national playoffs and national finals, the Quick Goal Coaches Corner will provide hospitality and social space for ECNL girls, ECNL boys, and collegiate coaches. Quick Goal will also be the presenting sponsor of the National championship winning ECNL girls and ECNL boys coaches of the year and the ECNL girls and ECNL boys goals of the year. Quick Goal looks forward to helping the ECNL continue to elevate the standards of youth soccer and provide more opportunities to players on and off the field in the coming years.
ECNL Boys is partnering with Puma for the second year, driving sport forward with the leading products and the next generation of pros who wear them. Puma has proven themselves as the fastest sports brand in the world, the fastest innovation, the fastest players, and the fastest products in the game. They're the perfect partner to complement the speed and talent of our teams. In keeping with their mantra of forever faster, Puma introduces the world's fastest boot, the Ultra. The only boot engineered for speed, the Ultra combines a woven upper with a lightweight outsole for direct forward motion, speed, and acceleration. It's the best in the game, designed for the best players in the game. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. It's an ECNL State of the Union with Christian Labors, the president and CEO of the ECNL, and Doug Bracken, the vice president. I went to break talking about expansion, expansion and the importance of the regional league to continue to improve competition and development broadly in the country. Break it down, gentlemen. We're really excited about the regional league. We're really proud of where the regional league has come, and we think it's really strategically important. Number one, because we do believe that pathways are a vital part of a vibrant ecosystem. And what that means is that clubs, coaches, players, teams that are doing really well, that are doing, that are leading in their communities, growing and doing a good job of developing, there needs to be a pathway where they can see the opportunity to come to higher levels in the league. And the regional league for us is that pathway. As we talked about earlier, the league itself needs to be valuable based on this competition, the postseason it provides, and the college experience and recruiting opportunity it provides. But it also then needs to be valuable in terms of the credibility of the results within the league. And for us, the regional league is the proving ground that will be the primary way for clubs to move up into the club competition. And it will also be the place where clubs that may not be doing well or having a hard time in the club competition where they will move down and have the opportunity to rebuild and restructure and find the right level of competition. So we think that's competition spur and that development spur is really important within the regional league, but also within the club competition. The connection that the players have to the league, we see how excited the players are in connecting with our league. And to be able to do that with more players is really great. We put a lot of effort and energy into the regional league and making that experience something that's really, really great for those players. A lot of people see us out there in social media and how we connect with the players from that perspective. And that is absolutely something we're doing and, and we're really increasing our efforts there in the regional league. I think that's a really important thing because if I'm a player, the level of competition is obviously the most important thing, but also the experience that I get from participating in this platform is really something that I'll remember and take with me as I move on in my playing career. So we've put a lot of energy into that, into making those connections. And on that, and Doug hinted at it, but you know, from day one, one of the driving impetuses in this league was to create an environment that makes players feel special and feel like they're doing something that matters. I think we've done an unbelievable job of that. Uh, if I compliment our events team and our creative team in terms of the experience at our events, and we want a consistent look and feel at every ECNL event. So whether you're going to a boys event or a girls event or a club event or a regional league event, we want you to be able to walk on site and say, I know this feeling, I know this look, I know this experience, this is the ECNL. 
And that consistency of brand identity from one level to the next, I think you're going to see more and more alignment in that. And that ultimately is about creating that special experience for the player. By the way, speaking of expansion, I want to remind everybody that Doug Bracken has four kids and Christian Labors has four kids under the age of five, <laughs> a different kind of expansion that we could have a whole show on, but we're going to keep moving and focus on education, which by the way, Christian, with four kids under five, make sure they get a good education. Okay. I know you know the value of that as a, a law school grad for sure. One thing I can promise you, Dean, is that Christian's leadership abilities win this league. They do not translate to trying to manage the four kids under five. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. As in, as in over, over the course of the last five years, I've gradually just dropped in the pecking order of, of my own house. So I've, I've gone from leader to, to follower very much here. But I'm dropping kids at school now early in the morning. So I'm getting a sense of that education piece now. But it's an appropriate comment, Dean, because we've tried to do more and more in the education environment, not from a license perspective, but from bringing world-class teachers and experts and subject matter experts from all over the place to talk to our directors and coaches about everything from psychology to tactics, to methodology, to culture and all that stuff. Typically we've done that through our coaching symposium, which we do every year. And last year was the biggest one we've ever had. It was really, really successful. And we're looking forward to another one coming this winter, but we will be launching at some point in the next four or six months, a methodology course that we're going to do in conjunction with some of the leaders in the globe in world soccer and professional soccer in developing club methodology. So we're really excited about that. We feel like there's not really any offerings like that in the space currently where people are diving deep into what does it take to develop a club identity and then a developmental methodology to teach and implement that identity. So that course will be piloted here in the next four to six months. And it's just another step in us trying to bring resources and expertise from other places into the American youth game. Yeah, education is very important, obviously, to us. And we want to give a really wide range of topics and a wide range of ideas that club directors deal with. We deal with a lot of stuff on the field, obviously. That's our primary responsibility. But, man, there's so much more that goes into this than just, you know, writing a training session and getting that part of it right. And so just having that expertise from those guys and women, the information they give us through this course that Christian has mentioned, but also our symposium is stuff that you can take and really put into practice at the club level. And going back to my kids, I'm really excited. I just took my son, who's... 12 years old to his first ECNL weekend this past weekend. I tell you, that really hits your heart when you've uh, been involved in the league since the beginning and you've seen it all grow. And then you see your son participating in the league and identifying with the league, really special. So that makes everything, you know, we've tried to do here, makes it worth it for sure. And I'm looking forward to just seeing him continue to go through it as well. So pretty cool times. Yeah, as the father of two boys that were great athletes, I love that sentiment. Well said, Doug. This is the ECNL State of the Union, so let's move to another important topic, and I'll just ask it and let you guys dig into it, and that is how do you see the ECNL in the constantly changing landscape of youth soccer? 
constantly changing is probably a, a polite and understated way of describing the market that we're in because every week, every month, there seems to be another acronym or another idea or another program. What we think of first about the league in the youth space is that it's a source of stability. We provide programming now for multiple levels in both genders, and we've done it now for almost 15 years. We're really proud of being able to be a league that clubs can rely on and know what they're going to get and plan around it. Because just like in any environment, if you're uncertain about the future, and if you don't know what's next and what's going to happen for, for your teams and your players, it makes it really hard as a club for you to maximize your value in the product that you provide to players. When the landscape that you're in and the environment you're in is more predictable and more stable, then you can do more things to focus on your club and the development work within your club, whether that's with players or with coaches. That's one thing that in an area where you've got this acronym and that acronym and this new program and that new league and this new event, there's one thing constant through it all. And that's been the ECNL for the last 15 years. We're changing and we're always going to be changing because I think that's really important that we continue to adapt and grow as, as the sport does and as, as the landscape does. But we are doing that in response to what our clubs and directors need and iterating one small step at a time. We don't need to make dramatic U-turns or left and right turns because we've been stable and we're building programs that people want. And we're just looking to build more of those programs and make them better. Our challenge is and will always be to remember why we started this and what we were trying to do and that we always maintain that connection with the clubs and, and the players and not forget that they're the ones that we're doing this for and what do we need to do or change or add or subtract that'll benefit them when you get bigger. You're not going to please everybody all the time. But you try to do the things that are in the best interests of uh, those clubs and players, first and foremost. And I think the unique thing is that we can lean back on the fact that we run clubs and the people that are involved in the leadership of the league from a board level and in our staff either have or are actively running clubs. So we know what our specific needs are and that that can translate into some of the decisions and direction we take the league in. So I think that is our biggest challenge is, you know, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And that should be guiding us, you know, as we continue to grow and change and whatever comes in the future. Christian, before we take our final break, add to this topic of the constantly changing landscape by putting an exclamation point on how you're true to the sport led by your DOCs and also the source of innovation, new ideas rooted in the grassroots. That is something that's so much in our DNA that we can sometimes take it for granted, but we shouldn't. Our league is led by people, as Doug said, that run clubs every day and not that started doing this a couple of weeks ago, but have done this for years, if not decades. They understand the families and the people within their community and what they're looking for in their soccer experience. They also understand what it takes because they've seen and helped players and teams reach the highest levels of youth, college, and even players going on to national teams and professional soccer. And we are led by those people. The value of that is really to understand what the family and the player need and want 
and how we meet them where they are and then move forward from that. The other piece to that is that when there's an area of change or something that's missing in a player experience or a team experience or a club experience, we hear that firsthand and directly. So we can look and, and identify where there's opportunities to do better or opportunities to add service or add a program that is desired in the market. That type of accurate, real, and honest feedback about what's working, what's not, and what's needed is really what's built the league and driven us to the growth and the place we are today is that it's not sugarcoated. It's not absent. We hear it because the people that we're all working with and that are in the league, and now we even have staff in the league that played in the league, which is really cool now to have people working in our offices who were wearing an ECNL jersey seven, eight years ago. That feedback's encouraged and it's constant. Sticking with that, as Doug Bracken also commented on the ability to look back at where you started and where you are today. We're going to dive deeper into that. It's a special ECNL State of the Union on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast featuring Christian Labors and Doug Bracken. Nike is a proud sponsor of ECNL Girls. Nothing can stop what we can do together to bring positive change to our communities. You can't stop sport because hashtag you can't stop our voices. Follow Nike on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. From athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows that they are the proven fuel of the best. For the athletes who give everything, nothing beats Gatorade, the studied, tested, and proven fuel of the ECNL. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. It's the ECNL State of the Union with the president and CEO of the ECNL, Christian Lavers, and their fine vice president, Doug Bracken. Our final segment, and both of you, not only on this podcast, but every time we get together, you talk about how it was started. Doug, you always make fun of the fact that Christian was late to the presentations and you've got that tie and, and you joke around a little bit, but looking back at when the league was started, what surprises you most about where the league is today? And Doug, we'll start with you since you might want to get another jab in there on Christian being late to that initial presentation. So many jabs, Dean. I don't, I don't know where to start. I tell you, I will again, relate it back to my son about six months after we started this league, my son was born. When we started this league, who would have known for me personally that 12 years on, my son would be playing, you know, as part of the league. So it is really unbelievable to look back at that and just have that kind of experience sitting on the sidelines as dad this weekend, watching him play. So that is really, really cool. I'm sure Christian's Kids will overcome his lack of coaching ability and carry on and play in the league as well. I hope he's going to be a better player than, than you were, Doug. Yeah, probably will. So hopefully Christian will get some methodology ideas from these courses and help his kids uh, be successful. Christian and I have a good balance and a good working relationship. I think we also connect well, talk well with other people around the league. And again, it's just been integral that we're still, I'm still the ECNL director at Ohio Elite Soccer Academy in Cincinnati. I think that's important. I see the impact that it's had on our players at our level at Ohio Elite and the experience it's given them, the connection that they have to the league, and then where they've been able to take that experience and move on to the next level. And one of the players, former players that's working in the league played for me. 
Michaela Hampton, and now she works for the league. And that's, I think, what we envisioned in the beginning was having a great competition. But then as, as it's going on, looking at it as, oh, man, we can help these great players, leaders get into the sport, work in the sport, and help make it great for the next generation of people who are now my son. <laughs> um, so it's a really cool story as we've gone on. And obviously our influence and our impact from a platform perspective, when you see the kids in college and professional on the national team, it's really unquestioned. That's primarily because of them and their clubs, but also by being able to participate in this platform. And I know my players that play at Ohio Lee would say that for sure. Players develop players and clubs help players develop. And so in no way does the league claim that the league has developed players. And, and I think that's really important because it's the work of the coaches, the directors, and those players themselves getting up and training on their own and doing all that stuff. When I look back, I never would have expected the influence and the impact of this league. And when we first put these four letters together to reach where it is today, and it strikes me in very powerful ways sometimes. I mean, if you're at an airport on Sunday after an ECNL event, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, or what reason you're in that city, you're going to walk out of that airport and say, what the heck is the ECNL? because you're going to see so many kids walking around with the logo and with the letters that it's going to strike you. The number of times that people that I know in other walks of life will say, hey, I, I, saw, I saw that logo somewhere. I saw a bumper sticker on a car or, oh yeah, that's part of ECNL. So the, the reach that the league has had and the ability to influence people is far greater than we ever would have thought. I mean, we had a video from the boys playoffs this year that last time I checked, I think had hit almost 19 million views of a player making a big play in the middle of one of the hundreds of games that was played that weekend. But when you think of 19 million eyeballs watching a youth soccer player, that's incredible. And our creative team, and I'll give a shout out to our creative team with Andrea and Jackie, Jacob, who has moved on, and Ryan, who's now uh, taken his spot, and then Sydney, who we just hired only a couple of weeks ago. The work they've done to spread the message of the league is really phenomenal. I mean, I think we looked last year, there were tens of millions of different people who had in, interacted or seen ECNL graphics, videos, or messages in the past season. I don't say that to quantify things as the most important thing. I, I say that because what it gives us is an incredible platform to influence, to impact, to celebrate, to encourage. And I never, when we first sat together and we said, let's put together a business plan, I never anticipated something getting to that level. State of the unions also address challenges and you guys have been able to pivot through some trying times. So I know you're ready for any challenges. So as it relates to the league and as it relates to the sport, address challenges as we wrap up our time on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast with the special State of the Union with Christian Labors and Doug Bracken. When you grow at the rate that we've grown, I would say there's always going to be challenges. From a staff perspective, we've gone from a few people doing a little bit of everything to more people having specific roles and jobs and working in specific areas. That is a challenge without a doubt. And then just the size of the events and the number of events and how we're trying to activate those events is always a huge challenge and just being responsive to our membership. 
So anytime you grow, I think you're going to have huge challenges. Again, it is really important that we continue to think back about why we started this and how we continue to improve it. And that will always be a challenge not to rest on what we've done or look back and say, oh, we figured it out. We're great. We've got it all solved. I don't think that will ever be the case. You'll never have it solved. Things will change and those will present challenges uh, in and of themselves. But just working through the growth that we've had has been a tremendous challenge and we continue to work through that every single day. I think we have the right mindset across the league that we want to continue to get better. And that in and of itself is going to be a challenge. Internally, if I look at that first, we have always been and will always be accountable to the clubs. And that means that we need to provide the service and the platforms and the opportunities that they want. There's a great story about a dog food manufacturer that creates this new dog food, invests tons of money in marketing and sales, and they push it out there and it bombs and they fire the marketing company and they get another marketing company, spend a bunch of money and it still bombs. And then they fire them and get another one. And then eventually somebody does a test and says, you know what the problem is? The dogs just don't like the food. And I think ultimately I say that because our product has to speak for itself on the field first and foremost. And that goes from the very, very top and the very best players in this country down to the regional league and to the youngest players and the players just starting the game. But we have to remain accountable to the clubs in providing the platforms they want and the service that they need. And Doug has outlined well the growth challenges that I think any organization goes through in doing that more and more at scale, but that has to remain true in our internal DNA, in the, in the culture, within the office that we have and within the teams that we have. That's internally. Externally, the sport is in, in such an exciting spot in so many ways. And then you got 2026 coming here, which is going to be here before we know it. I think you're going to see this winter when the World Cup comes, however strange it is to have a winter World Cup. But you're going to see so many people really recognize that wow, the next time that this event is on, it's going to be in my backyard. And that's going to bring a huge amount of attention and opportunity and excitement to the sport. And we certainly want to capitalize on that and use that to help grow the sport. Within that, I think there's also the reality right now that there's a, there's a big fracture between youth sport and professional sport in this country. It's always difficult to get people that have different perspectives and, and maybe different visions to find ways to collaborate and work together. That's been really the core of our success in the youth game and why the league has grown is we've found really good people to work with, to collaborate with. And, and I'm saying this both internally in our staff, but also across the country with all the DOCs. And the DOCs have shown the desire to work with each other to build something bigger and be a part of something bigger and better. I would love to see if that could happen more broadly in the sport. Because, you know, I think the sport right now, you have the youth space, you have the pro space, and those two, they don't connect that often or that well because of a variety of different issues. You have the college space, which is kind of this separate soccer system, which we serve greatly with the number of kids that are going there and going to have great experiences and, and go on to do a lot of things in life. I still would like to see more of soccer find ways to work together. And that by no means is saying that everybody's just got to come together under the same umbrella, sing Kumbaya and do the same thing all the time. I think it's really valuable and helpful to have different programs and perspectives, but I would like to see more things that bring people together. ECNL State of the Union 
put it in one sentence. Doug, we'll start with you. Christian, final word. Growing and evolving in service to youth soccer clubs. That's what I would say the State of the Union is. I will say the ECNL is going to lead the next programs in the future, and the ECNL is going to help make them better, and the ECNL is going to continue to evolve to serve the needs of soccer. That was four sentences, Dean. He just said four sentences instead of one. There was commas in there, maybe some semicolons. (laughs) That's a run-on sentence if I ever heard one. (laughs) That's probably fair. That's fair. The great thing is you grow, you continue to have fun, and humor is always part of growth as well. Thank you so much. Christian Labors, the president and CEO, always a pleasure. Thanks for being on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thanks, Dane. Appreciate your work as well. Doug Bracken, vice president of ECNL, thank you as well. Thank you, Dane. And like Christian and Doug both said, we thank each and every one of the great staff members of the ECNL and more importantly each and every member club and player administrator parent extended family everybody connected to the ECNL family this state of the union has been outstanding and the future looks bright I also want to thank our producer Colin Thrash for each and every one of them and all of you I'm Dean Linke we'll see you in two weeks for another edition of Breaking the Line the ECNL podcast Thanks for listening to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. And if you have a suggestion for the show or a great idea for a guest, please email us at info at theecnl.com. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast is an ECNL production. ECNL, more than a league.